the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Hey, don't forget, you get some great deals in the Discount Shopping Club at 989theanswer.com. Most notably, half-price tuition at 989theanswer.com. Ohio Christian University's $5,000 scholarships are currently half-priced. This is for new students attending the Circleville campus this fall. Who wouldn't want to save $2,500 off your tuition? I just uh, encouraged my daughter to apply for a scholarship that was $2,500, hoping she'll win it. You, You don't even have to... Like, win anything here. You just take advantage, click on it. Details available at 989theanswer.com. Now, you've heard on the news updates the death of 47-year-old Russian dissident Alexei Navalny. He died in a remote Arctic prison this morning. He went out for a walk, said he felt ill, lost consciousness, and died. Clearly poisoned by Vladimir Putin. It's not the first time Putin's tried it. tried it before. Uh, put something in Navalny's underwear uh, years ago. They thought he was going to die then. He was rushed to Germany, and his life was saved, and he could have stayed in Germany. But because this guy's a hero, because this guy realized that the cause is bigger than one life, he went back to Moscow. He was immediately arrested when he got there in January of 2021. And he's been in prison ever since. And Putin offed him today. If you ever want to know how little respect our president has on the world stage, consider that Evgeny Navalny is dead today. When Joe Biden said this after meeting with Vladimir Putin in June of 2021. I made it clear to him that I believe, oh, I should say, I made it clear to him that I believe the consequences of that, meaning Navalny being murdered, would be devastating for Russia. Yeah, well, that veiled threat from you bought Evgeny Navalny exactly nothing in terms of his security, which shows that. No one on the world stage fears you because you are not with us anymore. And even when you were with us, you weren't anyone who could command respect. People have looked at Joe Biden as he is, a blowhard, a braggadocious, self-important gas bag ever since he was elected to the United States Senate. Never was that more apparent than when he was attempting to wage intellectual warfare with Clarence Thomas when Clarence Thomas was a Supreme Court nominee. And Biden is up there pontificating about, I know what you know, and you know that I know. And And Clarence Thomas is sitting there trying to be respectful. It's like later on, Clarence Thomas is like, you know, the hardest thing about this process is you have to sit there 
and you have to act like you're paying attention to someone who has no idea what the heck they are talking about. Newsweek opinion. Headline. Clarence Thomas is not a black hero. He's an enemy of black people. Really? Clarence Thomas is an enemy of black people. Well, here's Clarence Thomas's approach to life. You tell me if black people would be better off if all of them adopted this approach. I've come to assert my right to think for myself, to refuse to have my ideas assigned to me as though I was an intellectual slave because I'm black. I come to state that I'm a man, free to think for myself and do as I please. There is nothing more racist than the diversity, equity, and inclusion agenda. Black people who hide behind that and who believe that is their lifeline are in effect admitting and allowing others to portray them as someone who cannot achieve things without being given artificial help. And yet, our Biden administration is four square behind it all the way. Headline, a new equity initiative in the Department of Veterans Affairs, the VA, aims to help more black people by declaring more of them mentally disabled. Yes, I read that correctly. The Biden administration's equity assessment and action steps for mental health compensation benefits. Remember, the longer the title. Released this week say that to attain equity, the number of blacks getting benefits in the VA needs to be higher. How far are black veterans lagging behind white veterans? In the awarding of veterans' benefits, uh, they are not lagging behind. They get more benefits than white veterans do. They also apply for disability compensation at a higher rate, which is what the Biden administration has focused on, noting that the awarding of benefits may be greater to black veterans than to white veterans, but the rejection rate of black claim of black veterans claims is incrementally higher than the rejection rate of white veterans claims so more are getting benefits but more are being rejected than whites now this is a good time for me to jump down and tell you that the VA has one of the highest rates of employment of black employees of any federal agency. I bring that up because the Biden administration seems to be upset that too many blacks are being rejected in their application for benefits, but they are being rejected by an agency that has one of the highest rates of black employment. So, in fact, the claims that are being rejected are 
being rejected by an agency with a disproportionate share of black employees, which would seem to indicate to me that there is no disadvantaging of people based on race because quite possibly the people who are rejecting the claims are themselves black. Unreal. Unreal. The Biden administration contends that the grant rate, in other words, those who receive benefits, must be equal by race. Which, try to stay with me here, if blacks, black veterans are getting more benefits now than whites, and the Biden administration wants to put its foot on the scale and cause fewer black claims to be rejected, wouldn't that mean that in the future more black claims will be approved, thus increasing the gap between black soldiers getting benefits from the VA and white soldiers getting benefits from the VA? I would think so. If it's already such that the black veterans are getting more benefits than the whites and you approve more applications from black soldiers, Wouldn't they be getting more benefits then than they are getting now? Yes, they would. Uh, Now, here's the other thing. The Biden administration is doing all this because of the gap in the grant rate, the gap in the rate that have been approved. A Daily Wire investigation shows that there has not been a grant rate gap by race since 2011. 13 years since there's been a gap, the Biden administration is going to go all the way back to fix a problem that no longer exists by giving a higher approval rate to black claims when black soldiers are already getting more benefits than whites. I find the whole conversation nonsensical that we differentiate between the races of the people. If you need the benefits, if you have mental health issues, if the VA can help you, you should get it. Why do we even break it down by race? Because the Democrats can't look at life without seeing it. Well, the Jason Mead murder trial gets weirder and weirder. I told you earlier that the judge seemed to be out of patience with the jury asking questions, threatening to declare a mistrial if they asked any more. They resume their deliberations today with their fourth alternate in place. They have no backups. So one more alternate gets displaced. And by the way, they haven't told us why the other alternates got replaced. So the last alternate subs in, and when the alternate subs in, they got to start the deliberations all over again. So they start the deliberations for the third time. And then a couple hours later, shortly before noon, Judge David Young declared a mistrial in the case after receiving a note from the jury. So the note from the jury could have been a question. The note from the jury could have been, we're deadlocked. We're not going to change. We've got people locked in. So he declared a mistrial in the case shortly before noon today. And then a few minutes later, he came back in the courtroom and said he had rescinded the mistrial and that the jury will continue deliberating. They might as well just save themselves some time and money and just declare a mistrial and start this thing, if they want to, over again. Because whatever verdict they reach has, the way they've reached it, 
the way this has unfolded with the surprise witness at the end after the prosecution had rested its case and all that has provided fertile ground for both sides to call into question how this entire thing unfolded. Now, the Russian dissident Alexei Navalny, Navalny died mysteriously this morning. There's really no mystery. Vladimir Putin did it. There's no doubt about it. Uh, first, let me play you uh, applesauce brain Joel Biden coming out. Issuing an interesting self-own here at the end of his press conference when asked about what can be done to keep Israel from being mean to people in Gaza. You know, the people who are trying to eradicate Israel from the face of the earth and Israel justifiably going in there to try to root out Hamas terrorists who are hiding like the cowards they are underneath the homes of Gazan citizens. What can be done, President Biden, to make Israel be more humanitarian to the people who raped their women, killed a thousand of their citizens, innocent civilians, and now won't surrender? What can be done, President Biden? There are, we're we're in a situation where there are American hostages. American citizens are being held hostage. It's not just, not just Israelis, it's American hostages as well. And, uh, you know, uh, my hope and expectation is that we'll get this hostage deal. We'll bring the Americans home, and the deal is being negotiated now. And uh, we're going to see where it takes us. Boy, your uh, lackeys in the media aren't reporting that. Yes, there are still eight American hostages among the many hostages being held in Gaza. And the media never talks about it. But Joe Biden just talked about it and just admitted it. So (laughs) maybe it's good that he has pudding for brains. Now, I got a lot of pushback from people who are big Tucker Carlson fans earlier in the week when I took Tucker Carlson to task for what I thought was a moronic take on World War II. On one hand, he's complaining about Nikki Haley and other neocons who will fight any war, anywhere, anytime to further the... U.S. military-industrial complex saying, I have a right to despise you because my children are of draftable age. And then in another interview saying that the U.S. was inhumane dropping bombs on Japan. Well, in World War II, the nuclear bombs. Well, duh. Why did we drop bombs on Japan? Because a land invasion would have cost us a million American casualties with a godless enemy that viewed its emperor as God. They were going to fight to the death. We were going to lose a million casualties. You care so much, Tucker Carlson, and I don't blame you, about your children not serving in a war on foreign soil. But apparently back in 1945, a million sets of American parents should have just sacrificed their sons in battle so that we didn't have to drop a bomb on Nagasaki. And then three days later, after the Japanese still wouldn't surrender, drop another one on Hiroshima. His take made no sense. Also, Tucker Carlson chose an unfortunate day yesterday to release this 
summation of how beautiful the Moscow subway system is. One of the ways you understand a society is through its infrastructure, the places where people gather, the places where they go to travel. You've got a lot of people in one place. It tells you a lot about the people. So with that in mind, we're standing in front of the Kievskaya metro station and this train station next to it. Now, the metro station was built by Joseph Stalin 70 years ago. And the question is, how's it doing now after 70 years? So we went into it to take a look. And what we found shocked us. Now, that's not an endorsement of Stalin, who was bad, obviously, nor is it an endorsement of the current president, Vladimir Putin. You may not like him either. But it doesn't change the reality of what we saw or, more precisely, didn't see. There's no graffiti. There's no filth. There's no foul smells. There are no bums or drug addicts or rapists or people waiting to push you onto the train tracks and kill you. No. It's perfectly clean and orderly. And how do you explain that? We're not even going to guess. That's not our job. We're only going to ask the question. And if your response is to shout at us slogans dumber than the slogans we used to call Soviet and mock, that's not really an answer. How does Russia, a country we're told is a gas station with nuclear weapons, have a subway station that normal people use to get to work and home every single day that's nicer than anything in our country? I vehemently disagree that it is not your job to answer a question, to present a clean subway and say, well, this is not an endorsement of Vladimir Putin or Joseph Stalin nor the Russian way of life, but boy, this sure looks nice and I'd like to have this in New York City. Yeah, I'd like to have it in New York City too. But when you refuse to ask the question, how do you explain this? It's not our job. No, it is your job. And you well know the answer to that question. What do you think happens to homeless people who would defecate on the sidewalk in a Russian subway system? What do you think happens to people like Yevgeny Navalny who criticized Vladimir Putin? And why are there no protests in Red Square or whatever it's called now? Or in it? I mean, Tucker Carlson is not a dumb person. He's a, he's a much smarter person than I am. I can't figure out what his end game is here other than maybe he is so consumed with frustration for what we are now as a country under Joe Biden with all his stupid equity initiatives and ideologues and zealots like Fonnie Willis having the power to indict a former president. I share that with Tucker Carlson. But you can't just say because the Moscow subway system is beautiful. It's beautiful because if you go in there and you make it anything other than beautiful, and conditions where foreign journalists like you will come in and go, well, this is better than America. That's exactly what Putin wants. What do you think happens to homeless people in Moscow? First of all, there aren't any because Moscow is populated by Putin and Putin's friends. You want to know what the inflation rate was in Russia last year? In 2022, it was 14%. Last year, it was 11, 5%. It's 6% this year. You want that here? I don't. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.